Thanks for tuning in to our bonus episode preview. This is just a short sample of this week's exclusive Patreon episode. You can hear the episode in its entirety by becoming a member at patreon.com slash indoctrination, where you'll gain access to all of our exclusive episodes and merchandise. It is so nice to have you back on, Heidi. By popular demand, you have come back on to talk more about your experiences with Deer Tribe and and just life in general, you know, since then. And I would love to be able to talk to you too about what it's been like since you talked about it the first time that you were here, because sometimes there can be some feedback that is welcome and sometimes not uh, after you talk about things. And also you can have certain feelings that come up after having shared things publicly sometimes for the first time. But welcome back. If you can just spend a moment introducing yourself, that would be great. Awesome. Thanks, Rachel. So I'm Heidi Thompson, and I am currently living on the island of Hawaii, (laughs) which is where my husband's family is from. And we are expecting our first child in a few weeks. So we're super excited about that. I have been, for the past couple of years, I've been out of the workforce as I used to know it. I used to work in the corporate world. And for the past couple of years, I've been mostly doing freelance copywriting, virtual assistant work. I started writing a blog on medium.com. So I'm super excited about that because I'm writing a lot about cults in my experience. I even wrote, (laughs) wrote an article about the Deer Tribe that I published on December 30th. And it wasn't my intention, but it actually went viral. It got over 70,000 views and it was pretty amazing. It was just shared across all these different platforms. I've had so many people reach out to me just thanking me for sharing my story from other survivors, from other cults as well, but even just people who've never been in a cult, but just had their mind blown that these types of organizations exist. So, you know, since I did this interview, I, I think I, m- I might've mentioned it in our first one, you know, it was, it was kind of nerve wracking and scary to tell my story publicly for the first time, but I'm so happy I did. It was so healing and it was so empowering. And after, after I did it and after it went out there and, you know, nothing bad happened, <laughs> it was, it really gave me a sense of freedom that I hadn't felt in a really long time. And I think, you know, just in the environment I was raised and just as being this lifelong people pleaser, used to fawning, used to hiding my voice, it, it was truly empowering and healing and freeing to just say, hey, this this is my experience. This is what happened to me. And, um, you know, I have a right to share it. Isn't that an interesting thing? It feels like a very bold thing to do. It takes a lot of courage. And especially when you're coming out of something, not knowing how it's going to be received, I think it's really helpful when you do something like have a story out there that then goes viral. Clearly, it has made an impact. It's spoken to people. It's resonated for a lot of different reasons. And sometimes just because people are interested in these stories, just in general, but you you have to assume with those numbers, there are some people who are realizing that this is sort of helping them understand something that they might have gone through as well. I wonder, have you heard from any people who were in that group itself? Yeah. So the funny 
the funny, this is really funny to me because, you know, as we know, the Deer Tribe likes to keep everything shrouded in secrecy and like even just hiding my letter that I wrote to the Council of Law. So the interview is published and I had this woman reach out to me. She took us. So the Deer Tribe website has an apprentice only section where if you're an apprentice, which is their word for a formal member, you have a private login and they have a, a like a page that the general public can't see. But if you're an apprentice, if you're a formal member, you get the inside news. She took a screenshot and she sent it to me. They actually posted my interview on their website and sent it out in an email, which I think is really funny because it's like, oh, nothing to see here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess they, I, I mean, I guess they felt like there's just no way they could ignore it. So, you know, she forwarded me an email they sent out and they, you know, they said, um, here's the former apprentice interview. And um, just so you know, we have tried to reach out to her several times to resolve this, but she refused to speak to us, which is a lie. I was emailing with Tim McDonald and Sarah Tucker Fisher and some other people on the Council of Law. I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, I had asked for them to hire a, a private investigator rather than doing an internal investigation, um, which they wouldn't go for, of course. So I was willing to speak with them, but I wasn't willing to play their game. So I guess the good news is everyone in the Deer Tribe heard the interview. <laughs> and um, for the most part, actually, I, I, I had several people, um, some I knew, some I had never spoken with, find me on Facebook or Instagram writing to me more stories coming out, more women coming out and sharing with me times that they have been violated at a Kurushka or times when leadership has tried to exploit them, get them to do sexual things with some of the teachers they didn't want to do, like uh, just more and more stories coming out. A couple of people, they kind of reached out uh, with the impression, oh, I am reaching out out of care and concern but it's more like they just wanted to kind of justify their reason for staying in the organization. I engaged with those conversations at first, but then I kind of started screening people because I'm, you know, now I'm, when someone says, hey, can you talk? Would you be willing to have a phone call? I ask, yeah, sure. What, what do you want to talk about? And then I find out, well, I had a similar experience and I, I need to talk to someone. That I will do. But if they just want to justify why the Deer Tribe is still good and you know, honest and ethical, then <laughs> yeah, I'm not interested in that. Right. So how interesting. So I wonder if they'll post this interview too. Yeah. And just in case they do, hi everyone in the Deer Tribe. I hope that you're able to hear this in the way that it's intended and not as an attack, but just sharing of factual information that would be good for you to know. So you can make a fully educated decision about being involved or keeping yourself safe if you need to. There is something very interesting about when information is kept in-house and when you need to go to someone within the organization to address your concerns. You find out so much, this is also for any listening ears to this within the group or even outside, you find out a lot about an organization by the way they handle being told what's true. And if they put it back on you, then they're saying, we have no intention 
of taking responsibility. And we have no intention of changing so that it's safer for everyone. So I really want people to hear that if they get knocked down for bringing it up or if you get knocked down for bringing it up, because it should never be that anything or anyone is beyond or above reproach. It's okay to hold a mirror up to something and say, this is what happened to me. Your intention is not to be closed-minded or to take down a group. It's to say, yeah, I think you guys should know. And I think the public should know. And I think that's a very respectful stance, although within controlling groups that also want to hide what they're doing, it's never seen as respectful and it's never seen as protective towards the other people, but rather as an attack. That's another sign that you're dealing with a group that's unhealthy because they cannot handle anything that feels factual because it immediately just feels like a criticism and an attack. And then they'll turn back around and attack you for quote unquote, attacking them. And that's sort of where it all died. But really the message that's hidden in that is we're going to keep doing what we're going to do because it's worked for us so far. 